Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further, faster? Have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary. Buckle up and let's get started with this week's Unseminary Podcast. Hey, happy Thursday, everybody. It's Rich Birch from the Unseminary Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in for the next half an hour or so. Today, we've got Jason Curley on the line. He's a campus pastor from Bay Area Fellowship. You know, we talk about multi-site at... at on seminary a lot because it's one of those areas that just isn't being talked about or isn't being taught uh, in traditional uh, ministry training context. And today we're going to talk specifically about the role of campus pastors and how a campus pastor can gain influence in an environment when they don't speak on a Sunday morning. So tune in, make sure you join me at the end uh, for a wrap up and another resource I want to share with you. This is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Well, welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Today we've got Jason Curley with us. He's from Bay Area Fellowship in Texas, and he's outside today, and I'm inside. That's about right here for the Northeast. Um, and so, uh, Jason, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Rich, for having me. It's an honor and privilege to be here with you. No, I'm so, so glad to have you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your church, about what you do there, and your context, and that sort of thing? Well, Barry Fellowship is in Corpus Christi, Texas. Uh, we've been a church for almost, I think, 15 years and decided uh, about eight years ago to go multi-site. I've actually been on the journey with them since 2008. Uh, it's, it's exciting. We went from, obviously, one original church to we're about to launch our 10th campus. Wow. Uh, and we've, we've kind of, I don't want to say we've gone through several models, uh, but many of our first campuses have been a small campus model, mm-hmm. and we are just testing the waters now. We're launching a brand new 35,000 square foot campus, so it's wow. our biggest campus we've ever launched uh, as a multi-site. So we're excited of what <laughs> God is doing. Uh, we're an 8,000 member church, uh, and our, our pastor Bill Cornelius, his his goal is to reach South Texas and to bring uh, Christ this message of Christ to to the world down here. Ah, that's very cool. And what's your role there at uh, Bay Area? I am a campus pastor. I oversee uh, campus probably about 40 minutes from the original campus in Kingsville, Texas. And uh, it's actually the second campus I've led. I uh, originally started our Five Points campus, which is another kind of inside. It's in the city limits of Corpus, uh, but kind of on the outskirts. Uh, and then I, two years ago, I took over our Kingsville campus, which was our original campus launch. Okay, cool. Well, you know, you're, um, and I know you probably know this, but at, you know, Barrier Fellowship, you represent us at really the cutting edge of multi-site. You know, 85% of multi-site campuses don't get beyond three locations. The fact that where you're at, uh, you know, puts you in very thin air, which is, which is great. I think it's a great place for us to learn uh, for churches, you know, across the country that are thinking about multi-site. Um, and then specifically as a campus pastor role, that's such a unique role that, you know, I know when I was going through seminary, that, that the world just didn't exist. Um, and then obviously now it's it's so critically important in you know in so many churches. Now, can you give me a sense? How is it? That, you know, how is it that you as a campus pastor? Well, first of all, before I ask that question, tell me about kind of what your programming looks like at you know Barrier Fellowship. How is it that you kind of replicate in the various campuses, particularly the Sunday morning piece? Well, and I'll agree with you what you just said. When we when we started multi sites, there was probably this many, if that many, <laughs> right. churches that did it, and you know now almost 
you know, it's 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 a phenomenon that God is using uh, to to reach out to this world. Uh, the way we do it, we are a video campus. Uh, all, all of our campuses are video campus, so mm -hmm. we do have live worship uh, in our campus. Uh, then we broadcast our our pastor's message on Sundays to our congregations and. Right. Uh, and then as campus pastors, we will then, you know, follow up at the end. And we have children's ministry as well in all of our campuses. Uh, when we started out, we actually did one week behind DVD. So pastor would record on <laughs> one week, and then we would play it the next week. And it was a big transition for a lot of people like, well, didn't pastor preach this last week? I was in Corpus, uh, you know, like, uh, right. yeah. <laughs> and so we, we've gone to now, what we, the way we uh, do it is uh, pastor teaches on Saturday nights. Uh, it's recorded, and we, we use Dropbox. It's dropped into Dropbox, and then on Sunday morning we have it, and we play that at all of our campuses uh, in, in a high production level uh, capacity. Yeah, very cool, very cool. Now, how, as a campus pastor, you know, I, I think there's a, maybe a, it's one of those, like, unspoken things that maybe doesn't get talked about a lot, but, you know, what is that dynamic like where, you know, every week you've got, you know, Bill, who's an incredible communicator, obviously communicating to your congregation, um, and then, you know, are you just the announcements guy? Like, how is it that you kind of gain influence in your campus when you're not that primary voice, voice speaking on a Sunday? Yeah, and that's that's you know as you opened up the show today, you know that that is one of the things I think many campus pastors uh, eventually, if if name not the first week, eventually they come to that point of of saying how do I influence my campus? How do I manage momentum? How do I do the things that we you do as a church when I don't have the pulpit? Mm -hmm. uh, and and a lot of times that's that is the thought and uh, recognizing that. You know, it, it obviously God transcends the pulpit, you know, and, and there's a lot of things that I think you can do. Uh, some, some work, some don't, some work in better contexts. Uh, you know, each and every person, I think, has to kind of figure out exactly what that is. But I, I believe a lot of campus pastors uh, mm. kind of do battle that because we want to succeed. You know, we right. want to do great for our church. We want to reach our cities as well. And sometimes when you're that A-type leader, you know, and 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 you're you're a go-getter, and you want you want your campus to to reach the area, and and sometimes you have ideas, and and you have these things that you want to do, and you're like, but how do I do it? You know, right. how do I how do I? I'm not the leader. I'm the leader, but I'm not the leader. <laughs> right. So, what are some of those practical tips? Like, what are some ways, um, you know, that you would, you know, you've been able to kind of gain influence and be able to kind of massage and lead uh, your campus? Awesome. Well, I I wrote down a few because, uh, actually, because you're a prepared kind of guy. I'm prepared. <laughs> actually, it, it was kind of neat. Pastor Bill did a, uh, he did a, a staff meeting the other day, and he said, "Whatever problem you have," he said, "All right, guys, write down the problem at the top of your paper, and I want you to sit here and I want you to list out 20 ways to accomplish that." Hmm. Go. And I mean, you know, you get to like number two and three, and you're like, "Oh, this is easy. This is easy." And then you get to number six, right? And you get to like number eight, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh my gosh, number 10. <laughs> right? Exactly. It's a lot, exactly. It, it's a lot uh, harder than it seems. But I kind of did the same approach with this. I said, "Okay, you know, nice." I'm going through these issues. Let me let me write down 
several things that I think may work. Uh, one of the things that we do is, as a campus pastor, you know, we have an announcement time. We always get that. And dependent on the, sometimes we do the offerings as well, depending on your context. Mm -hmm. So I thought instead of a lot of times spending that time on announcements, hey, we've got the men's Bible study going, you know, Tuesday night, or, you know, we've got uh, our, our wonderful youth ministry is doing cupcakes out in the lobby, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Instead of focusing that time on that, because obviously people are walking by and seeing that, spend it on time in vision casting. You mm -hmm. know, take that moment, those three minutes, and, and cast vision, mm -hmm. you know, because that's the, your only time. And I, I believe that's okay to cast vision as long as it fits the DNA of your church. You right. Know? But when it's specifically, like if you're dealing with an issue like in your campus serving, you know, you see people aren't stepping up. And obviously in a, in a multi-site arena, you know, our pastor, he's typically speaking to the mass of our campuses. So campus right. A might be dealing with a finance issue. Campus B might be dealing with a serving issue. And so our pastor, he's generally speaking to the lost. He's speaking to, you know, that message of hope to our, our broad community. And so we've got to come in and maybe take that time and say, hey, guys, this is what, you know, the Word says. This is what the DNA of our church, you know, pastor believes, you know, we've got to tithe. And you kind of use that moment in, in announcements to do that. You know what, something we've done at our church, so we, we're a multi church as well, and we do a, the core of our, our announcement piece is a, um, is a, we actually do a video announcement thing that we is replicated at all our campuses. And the thing I've said time and time again to our campus pastors, the reason why we do that is because what I don't want them to do, I think it's a waste of their leadership for them to stand up there and say, like say, say for instance, life groups or small groups. So oh, life groups are kicking off, you can find out more information in the foyer and you know here's three different bits of just deep data that you need to know right. about that so we cover all of that sort of information in the video announcement but then what I want our campus pastors to do is at the end of that to stand up and really drive through why is this important to tell the story about their life group or to you know to kind of cast vision for that piece um, and not get bogged up in the like okay so this class starts in this room at this time you know none of that stuff right. really to come back to know the vision and, and, and really so we can see them as, as leaders. So, yeah, just that's another idea, just tossing that in there when you think about the announcements piece. Oh, and I love that. And I, I think sometimes if you're unprepared for that moment, you tend to fall back on announcements because it's easy. Right, right. Of just definitely. Praying and saying, God, what's, what's the specific word or vision you have for today that you want to? So, you know, don't, don't kind of flippantly, haphazardly do announcements at the end, you know. Right. Strategically, you know, talk about your issues. Yeah, very cool. Uh, I, I thought one of the best things to do is, you know, when you're having specific issues, say, on your campus, uh, as a broad thing on your campus, is get involved with your, your next level of teams. You know, mm -hmm. your, your team leaders, you know, you have to bring them into that because they're leading volunteers as well. And so all of a sudden you take, you know, the core, that's your core, and you talk with your leaders, and then they disseminate that message out. And right. I think a lot of times that one-on-one, -on -one, I think uh, it becomes one-on-one -on -one with your team, but then that becomes all of a sudden, you know, one-on-50 or one-on-100, you know, real quickly. Right. And I think if, and that's, again, that's casting that vision because you don't have that stage time, but you have that time with your team. Right. You know? 
And, and, and then I think with that, kind of a, a side thing with that is maybe some specific team volunteer meetings. Like when, okay. when your children's meeting is happening, you as a campus pastor, you attend. You don't take over their meeting, but you take, hey, 10, 15 minutes and say, hey, guys, I just want to encourage you so we're all on the same team. You know, don't forget, you know, uh, it's important for us all to be giving, you know, because we've got to keep this message going and things like that. I think right. that's, Very that cool. would be something really good that everyone could easily do. You don't need mm -hmm. stage time for that. Right, definitely. You know, uh, I, I, I'm a big believer in social media. and uh, yeah, I, Tell I me about that. How, how do you leverage? Because I know in our context, I'm, I'm always, I really want our guys, our campus pastors, to get more engaged in social media. So, so speak to the campus pastor who's like, ah, I don't know, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Um, how, how do you use that in your context? Well, you know, and I, I could be probably a social media spokesperson at this moment. Of <laughs> I, I've been on social media forever, but the realization over the last few years is that that's where people are. You know, that's where your people are. And, and I know there's always that big push of, oh, no, you have to be one-on-one. -on -one. But when you can speak one-on-30 or one-on-100 mm -hmm. or one-on-1,000 through social media, uh, all of a sudden you start leveraging your message through that. Right. And if you and and building those relationships online because you know I look at our at all of our campuses and especially our main campus page mm -hmm. and there's people on there communicating and talking but a lot of times and, and this is not in our context but I think a lot of times I see churches you know they'll just drop a scripture in one time a day right or a good quote one time a day and if they were to take an intentional week and go hey, let's talk about serving through social media all week long and, and maybe a, a three-minute bite from the senior pastor on serving, you know, and, and talk about that through their week and, and realize social media is more than just going, hey, I'm having a nice burger at lunch. <laughs> yes, so true. I mean, that's what it was five years ago, but it's right. gone way beyond that now. It is right. way, way beyond that now. And it's, it's a tool that you can leverage. It's a tool that you can use uh, to speak that message that God has. You know, I, I've done a lot of research lately. And in the evening times, during primetime TV, 128 million Americans are on Facebook every wow. night. Wow, that's amazing. It's a, it's a nation on Facebook every evening. There's no place in the world that more people are gathered at one time. And, and just imagine if we leverage that as a church. Wow, that's a huge stat. I just want to repeat that, just to slow that down. So 128 million people every night during uh, prime time are on just Facebook alone. That's incredible. Just Facebook. And that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, that's a whole other podcast. That's true. <laughs> but, you know, as, as a campus pastor, you could leverage that. You know, there are, I'm, I'm sure there are people in your campus that follow you on Facebook, that follow you maybe on Twitter, and begin to initiate that conversation, not, you know, just slowly and, and talk about serving on your Facebook and talk about what is important. And you can slowly over a time start to create culture and change the culture of, of what people, because they're reading you, they're following you, they're looking at what you say. Right, definitely. Very cool. Anything else? What other ways can we gain some influence as a, a campus pastor when you're not on the pulpit? Yeah, I, of course, I, I thought two, two big things. Maybe ask for a time to preach. You know, maybe it's, it's time to just say, hey, pastor, I would really love to speak about 
serving at our campus. Uh, you know, could I take a week, um, a week? And maybe it might not be this week, or you know, it might be a series you're in. But there might be that special week that you could do that. Uh, and then I also thought the other way is communicate up. You know, if as campuses you are speaking to your pastor, your senior leadership, hey, these things are going on, and when they could see a trend, then maybe they could possibly um, do a whole series on it. And I think that is huge. Uh, yeah. Sometimes we're not really leading up. You know, we're just leading and implementing and doing what we are. And, but there's sometimes we can, in, in a sense, lead up, not take over, but we can point out, hey, these things are going on. You know, we want you to know and not have that fear of, what do you mean that's going on in your campus? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Now, what, what is that? Let's unpack that one a little bit because that's, that's an interesting one. Um, you know, what does your feedback process look like with Bill? How, do, how does he interact with you and how do you kind of interact with him? What's regular, you know, the regular interaction? And then, you know, how would you do that? How would you say, like, hey, here's some stuff happening in my campus I just want to make sure you're aware of? Yeah, uh, a lot of times the, the way our culture is is on a weekly basis we, we meet with our multi-site pastor. Well, we have one pastor that oversees all of our campuses, and we meet with them every single week. Uh, Pastor Bill is not regularly in there. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, it's, we've released him to focus on the bigger vision. Uh, we think when we get to this size, you know, he's got to stay in tune with God. He's got to stay in that broad vision of what God has called him to do and, and not get bogged down with my issues and right. campus Pastor B's issues and, and this. And so we really try to communicate in our meetings, hey, this is what's going on. And then we trust, you know, our, our, our multi-site pastor, he takes that back and says, Pastor Bill, you know, these are the things that we've got to uh, deal with. But then there's a lot of times pastor will have meetings specific, you know, quarterly, and he'll come in and go, hey, guys, talk to me. What's going on? And uh, we have that, that moment where we can. And he's very mm -hmm. open to allow us to speak to him. Right, uh, right. I think really good. You know, and, and he allows that. But I think for us as campus pastors, we're good at saying we need him to stay focused on that broader vision. You know, if he, we can release him to stay on that and not get bogged down in my problems because I've got to solve my problem. I've right. got to be and take care of that so that he can stay focused on reaching the lost. Do his thing. Yeah, definitely. Anything else before we jump into the lightning round? No, I think that, that covered a lot of good stuff. Uh, I, oh, one more. Yes. Life groups, and you said it. Life groups, I think, is is a platform as a campus, as any campus, small groups, where you can go in and you know you can speak to t ten, you can speak to ten, you know, you could take one month and you could speak to half of your congregation mm -hmm. easily like that, uh, or maybe plan, you know, a, a three week thing on giving, serving, you know, the basics, you know, you could do that over a month, and I, I think life groups. Uh, capitalizing on small groups on your campus level would be huge. Uh, absolutely. We've done in the past where we've done, you know, kind of tours with our, our kind of senior leaders and campus pastors where we've gone out and, you know, visited all our life groups. And it's amazing the traction you can get from a relatively simple thing, which is, you know, show up at somebody's life group. I always say, bring a really good dessert. Um, you know, show up to the life group with some real sweet thing. Um, and they'll listen to whatever you want to say. And they're just glad you're there. You know, they're glad to interact with you for sure. Yeah. Well, I think people just want to, you know, they they want to know that they're known, and and being able to step in a life group of 10, 15 people, and I'm I'm really purposing to to do more of that this year, uh, at our campus. This is the Unseminary Podcast: Stuff You Wish They Taught in Seminary. 
Well, here we are in the lightning round, where we ask a church leader a series of questions just to get a sense of what's going on in their world. And, uh, and today, we're talking with Jason Curley. Um, what is one online resource you're using these days that just, you know, is impacting your ministry, you're finding particularly helpful for your ministry? Mm, I use Sprout Social. I know that is like, what is Sprout Social? Yeah, what is that? I haven't heard that one yet. I use that for all of my social media. One of the things I recognize is to be able to do the amount of things I do on social media. Uh, Sprout Social is one of those things where I can go in and I can set up a times it's going to post and I can spend like 15 minutes in the evening and post, 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 post and let it go during the day and just, just and then just sit back and have relationships with people instead of trying to figure it out through the day. So I use Sprout Social for my campus posting and for even my own. So that's one of the online things I use. And, and what, what is it about Sprout, so, Sprout Social specifically that is better than, say, a Hootsuite or other tools? Because obviously you're aware of those other stuff out there. What is it about that particular you like? I used Hootsuite for a long time. And the thing with Hootsuite is, yes, I can schedule... But with Sprout Social, I can set up a time queue where it'll post at 8, it'll post at 10, and then I can just come in and easily just rapid fire those, oh, quicker. those, those posts. And the other thing, it integrates with all the insights as well. So I can look at my campus and go, what are, how many people am I reaching you know, with, with this? How many, how many are engaging as well through all of our, my social media tools? So I, I'm loving it. It, it is a, one of those that you have to pay to use. Right. Uh, but to me, it's like, it's, it's a game changer. It's worth, worth paying for. Cool. Well, that's good. We'll need to check that one out. Um, what's a book you've read in the last, you know, six months to a year that's had an impact on your ministry? Rhinoceros Success. Um, who's, what's that about? <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard that. No, uh, I haven't. I haven't. That's great. I believe the author is Scott Alexander, uh, and I wish I had the book right in front of me. Uh, <laughs> and the, the idea is, you know, you're a rhino. And when a rhino charges, <laughs> it charges. It, it's on purpose, and it stays on purpose till it hits its target. And that's, that's the type of attitude we've got to have. We, we've got to go after life and go after the things that we're doing with that rhinoceros type. And it's, it's, a, it's kind of a hilarious read at the same time, really just jam-packed with, you know, hey, you need to go after it. Cool. So I, I would encourage everybody. It's a quick read, too. Nice. Uh, what's a ministry that you know you're kind of looking to that's inspiring you uh, these days, and why? Uh, I, I have always, and I still do to this day, Life Church. Uh, mm. Obviously, they do a lot of great things, and just to uh, have watched them grow from uh, several years ago to now being the largest church in America is it just blows me away. The creativity and the the leadership of Craig Rochelle. He just spoke to our staff. Uh, a month or two ago, and you know, you just sit there and you go, "Wow," you know, and 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 what I've learned from him is is he really believes when he speaks, and and you you felt that conviction in his that when he says we're going to change the world, I literally sat there and believed him, right. you know, and and just that's what I need to have that same conviction that that what I say I'm I'm really really believing that it's going to happen. Cool. Um, now, this maybe you've already answered this, but if you could get 15 minutes with any leader alive uh, today, uh, who would you want to spend that time with? I think I just did. Uh, Craig <laughs> Rochelle. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you know, when it and when it comes to church church ministry, I mean, it's uh, there's there's a kind of br brutally honest, no nonsense 
that he cuts through the you know he, he cuts through the the wimpy stuff and and gets right to where you need it and I think sometimes we want that kind of fluffiness and and he goes like straight in for the guts at what you need and it, it was really good to sit down with him it's very true. He has that intense. I always feel like, like I say, whenever I hear him speak, like on video stuff, I always feel like I think he might hit me when he talks. He's like, "Hello, church leaders. I'm here today." I'm like, "Whoa, uh, slow down there, Craig." Yeah, he's a great guy. Obviously, a hugely influential leader. Uh, um, you know for sure. So when you're kicking back, you're not leading your campus or doing all your, you know, uh, sprout social stuff. Uh, <laughs> um, what would, uh, you know, how do you kick back and just, you know, enjoy life? What do you do for fun? Well, and, and if, if you follow me on Facebook, everybody knows I'm a Walking Dead fan. And, nice. Uh, I, I love it not just because they show how to kill zombies every week. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just love, I love what, what I love about that show, and, and again, this is just me kicking back and relaxing on a weekend, uh, is how they portray the characters and, and what they would go through and I think they do that better than any other zombie show that there's out there of just what would this person what would they really be like, you know, if all morality is lost and every everything is is, is changed, you know, what, what would what would they how would they react? How would they change? How would a cop, you know, with this sense of morality, what would his life change like? And I think they do that better than any other. Yeah, it's an interesting show, right? Like it, uh, you know, I've often, you know, people who hear people say it's actually not about the zombies. You know, the zombies oh, yeah. are really a secondary. It's all about the people and watching how they interact with each other. It is. It is very much so. Yeah, that's cool. Well, thanks so much for being on the show today, Jason. And if people want to get in touch with you, kind of learn more about you or your ministry, how can they do that? Well, two ways easiest is uh, my website. It's jasoncurley.me. Uh, and that's Jason Curley with two E's on the end. And or on Facebook, that's where I typically am. Jason Curley dot me as well. And uh, I'm I'm pretty easy to find. If you just search a Jason Curley, you you will typically find me online. So, uh, and I'm open to if anybody wants to chat all the time. Just be more than willing to. This is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Man, I was so thankful that Jason joined us on the show today. Uh, as you leave, make sure you check out the show notes. Actually, for every episode, there's lots of great information in there. Today, uh, there's a link to an article on uh, habits of highly effective campus pastors. It's about my friend Mike Leahy. I think he's really an ideal campus pastor. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, make sure you go into this weekend with your heart open, ready to serve and care for the people that God has put in your path. And we'll see you next Thursday at the Unseminary Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Unseminary Podcast. Don't be shy. We'd love to connect. Check out Unseminary Inbox. You can sign up at unseminary.com and we'll send you helpful training resources every week. Plus, you'll gain immediate access to our exclusive members area with tons of resources you can use. Connect with Rich on Twitter at Rich Birch or through email rich at unseminary.com Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at unseminary.com It includes links to what we talked about today and more. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Did you enjoy today's episode? Drop by iTunes and leave a review. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Unseminary Podcast. Join us next week when we'll learn more stuff we wish they taught in seminary.